Hello, and welcome to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast, a resilience podcast where we talk about all the challenging things that we're working to overcome, like anxiety, obesity, health, and relationship issues. My name is Sarah. This week on the podcast, I wanted to talk a little bit about marketing middle grade books, um, because this is something that I am exploring right now in and around my novel, Pendulum by S.E. German. And I've been listening to a ton of podcasts and getting as much information as I can. So I just wanted to share that for those that are interested. But first, on Sunday of this past weekend, we celebrated Mother's Day. And I just wanted to reflect on Mother's Day for a minute. In Ontario here, we are still in a lockdown uh, related to the coronavirus pandemic. So unfortunately, Mother's Day isn't looking like the way many of us would have liked, you know, gathering with all of our family and, you know, maybe having a meal or a brunch out or something like that. So, you know, this year, I think I've really focused myself on reflecting on actually being a mom, um, not getting too caught up in you know, the gift and things like that that you might get for Mother's Day, which I don't normally, but I think this year it's also punctuated with the fact that our kids are learning from home, which means they didn't really do a really fun, creative Mother's Day project at school. And so I was really excited because my kids actually both made me a card, which I know doesn't sound maybe like much, but they both tried really hard and and I didn't ask them to so it was very sweet I didn't say like hey go make Mother's Day cards now um so that was nice and then my son put a little um token inside the card for me uh his therapist had actually recommended that in order to focus reduce anxiety at times during school and things like that he could have a little bit of sticky tack that he kind of rolled in his hand so inside the card he put some sticky tack from him to me you know for those times when I get stressed out possibly because of the kids so that's what he wrote and he just wrote like lol and I I thought it was really cute and then my daughter um decided she wanted to also make me breakfast and so she's only seven and she did some toaster gluten-free waffles for me which was really sweet and put some fruit on top and it was just nice gestures and then my son made some pancakes and and we've had a few moments together but you know it just really makes me think in terms of reflecting being a mom it's honestly the most difficult thing I've taken on in my life but it is the one thing that I love the most and would never trade any of that effort for anything um And I know maybe that sounds cheesy, but for me, I just, I always wanted to be a mom and I love being a mom and I love trying to, you know, teach and coach my kids and all that kind of stuff. And even from the moment they were born, I did sort of the attachment parenting um, where, you know, you just kind of stay with them all the time. And that's a big part of the soothing for, for baby. And I've really noticed that that, Attachment does continue through life. I'm feeling it. I mean, they're 7 and 11 now, and I still feel like we're really, really bonded. So I'm very lucky to be a mom to two lovely, lovely children. And I actually have a podcast coming up 
on the mom connection. I'm going to be recording this week and I'm really excited to share that next week because we're going to dig into why that connection with your mom is so important and how it influences your life, um, particularly if it is not the connection that you would like. So I'm really excited to share that. The other thing I wanted to just chat about before I get into this marketing piece is health. So being a mom, I put so much effort into the health of my children. My daughter has food allergies. My son has pandas, a neuroimmune disorder. So I put a lot of effort into health and appointments for the kids. And I would say when I was in my low 30s, I really took on my own health as well. But I'm feeling like I've definitely let that slide. And as I'm heading... Um, into my 40s, or I had my 40th birthday, and so I'm into them now, I'm really noticing some changes in my own health, and I feel like I need to take that to the next level for myself as well. And I think I've been definitely putting it off because of the COVID pandemic, just thinking, oh, I'll wait until things clear up and then I'll, you know, look into my health. But I've kind of continued to struggle and I'm excited. I'm working with a new naturopath who is sending me for a bunch of blood work to check on different things. And I just feel really happy that I'm sort of taking a step towards doing something for myself. I mean, we talk all the time about self-care and I think that making sure that you're going to the doctor or that you're meeting with professionals that can help you to feel your best is honestly the biggest part of self-care from my perspective. And I'm really looking forward to digging in deeper and, and hopefully feeling the results of that. So let's get into talking about marketing options related to a book. And in this specific instance, it is my middle grade novel, Pendulum, by S.E. German. And what I'm really learning is that marketing a middle grade book is a little different. It seems that marketing a middle grade book, which is something that I thought about, but is definitely more targeted to teachers, librarians, parents, as compared to the middle graders themselves, which totally makes sense and and was something I was aware of because my middle grader doesn't shop a lot and my middle grader doesn't have a ton of money. So really when he gets a book, it's because I look at it and say, yeah, I think it's a good idea. I think he'd like this or, you know, I suggest a few that he looks into or maybe we browse the library. But um, a lot of times it does include parental influence. And then the other one is his teacher. So he's come across some really great books and his teacher has done books with the class and they read them together all as a group. And so that's how he's kind of learned about some other authors that way that we've been exploring. So I totally recognize that. And I knew when I wrote a book and I decided to self-publish it, that the marketing piece would be a struggle. Everybody kind of said, yeah, writing the book is one thing, but then the marketing piece is a whole other. And I am not somebody that is afraid of work. I thought, yeah, that's okay with me. I have slogged my way through this book and the editing process and how to actually get it published. I can slog my way through the marketing. But what I didn't really appreciate, I guess, at the time is that 
marketing a book is not a skill set that I have or something that I have a strategy for. And so absolutely, you can go on social media, you can, you know, create all the pages, you can get a website, you can do all those things. But I don't really have a strategy beyond that. And so that's what's really hit me. Or I had maybe an initial strategy of people that I want to reach out to and share the book with and kind of how to get it started. But From what I understand, middle grade books are kind of a long, slow burn. There's something that you want to get out there so that kids can stumble upon or their parents can stumble upon and then um, continue to sell the book. And so I think for me, that's been the biggest piece is that I've had to kind of more recently put in some learning about how to actually market a middle grade book. Certainly my book, I really want the pandas and pans community to be aware of it. I'm hoping it's helpful there. But beyond that, I think there is a market for someone that's interested in either learning about some of the mental health aspects of pandas and pans or um, someone that is maybe looking to grow their knowledge of, you know, different things that that um, children can come across. And so I feel like there is a broader market than only the pandas and pans community in this case for this book. And I would really like to get it out there more broadly. And so that's been kind of my aim in terms of looking into marketing. So just for reference, there are a few episodes on the podcast where I talk about my book, Pendulum, Um, but I will give you just a quick, it's basically a heartwarming story about a young boy who struggles with mental health issues and tics and other symptoms following an infection. And so in this case, the infection was a strep infection, but it could definitely apply to others who have experienced other types of infections. And so the infection was strep. And so in this case, this disorder is called PANDAS. And That includes so many symptoms. It includes anxiety, OCD, tics, depression, regression, aggression, so many things. And I guess that's where I feel like there are a number of children, there are families that are struggling with even just portions of what compiles into Pandas that would find this book to be interesting. You know, I think about the book Wonder and That book is a lot about a young boy who struggles with his physical appearance, having had a number of surgeries, and we sort of see the reflection and the back and forth of him and other children, and it definitely is a book that creates empathy, and that's kind of something that I wanted with uh, Pendulum as well, that it's not just for somebody struggling with these disorders, but could be for others as well. So I guess the challenge is then how do you get it out to others? So one thing that I've learned since publishing the book is that getting reviews is very important. So I did send the book to an author that I really love that writes middle grade and he often writes about mental health issues and was so excited because he did read the book and he sent me a lovely 
quote to use um, further. And so he says, this story resonates with the authenticity and care of a personal connection. Readers will learn about PANDAS, a neuropsychiatric disorder that seems to be often overlooked or misdiagnosed while they are drawn into a story of hope and self-identity. Pendulum is an important read for families dealing with any anxiety disorders and for all readers to help further their empathy and understanding of the people around them. And so this was from Wesley King, who is an author of O.C. Daniel and Sarah and the Search for Normal and a whole bunch of other wonderful books, including a collaboration with Kobe Bryant called The Wiesenard series. So it was really exciting to get this feedback um, from Wesley King because I really felt like he got the book. Um, And so it really made me think I need to get the book out to other authors as well as possibly others in the Pandas and Pans community that could read it and, um, you know, give me a quote. The other thing I'm thinking, though, is teachers, librarians, other people like that who are definitely influential. And I think either having them read the book or give me a quote on the book would be wonderful. And then beyond that, so this is kind of one piece of reviews. But then the other thing is that when people are buying the book from Amazon, um, from Friesen Press, anywhere else that they're purchasing the book, Barnes & Noble, to write a review of whether they enjoyed the book or what they found enjoyable and just kind of give it um, a little bit of a nudge through some of those platforms would be really helpful as well. So that's something else that I'm planning to reach out because I've heard that the algorithms, it's all about the algorithms, um, really pick up on whether your book has been reviewed and things like that on their websites. So I think that's something important for me to look into. I've also come across some podcasts that have been talking a lot about um, marketing a middle grade book. So one of them is actually called Making a Middle Grade, and her the podcaster's name is Claire Swinarski, and she's actually a middle grade author. So she walked through the publication of her middle grade book in 2020, right around the time of the pandemic. And so she had a lot of really great ideas and I, I I would even say more so than the ideas was kind of her perspective on the journey and so I would totally recommend that if you are somebody who is struggling to market a middle grade book I really appreciated a lot of her perspectives and then the other one is the hashtag M writing podcast and so this has a number of authors that are hosting the podcast and they talk about tons of things about writing marketing and all of this and so until I listened to a few of the episodes I had actually not ever heard of bookbub um and I had heard of goodreads but I wasn't very active on it so a lot of their advice has been around you know increasing your platform on there by updating your author pages also going on to Amazon and claiming your author page for your book on there and providing additional information as well so these were things I didn't know about being somebody that's a new author and not really exposed to authory stuff. Um, like I said before, this is my 
kind of part-time passion project. And so for me, I just hadn't really heard of a lot of this stuff. And so those have been things that I've been working on are kind of is that online presence piece. And then also uh, there was an episode of the M Writing podcast that talked about the difference between marketing a nonfiction and a fiction book. And that was very eye-opening for me because I had really been following a non-fiction book marketing strategy, I guess, if we can call it that. Because I've seen and followed a number of nonfiction writers who do podcasts, um, you know, write their nonfiction book and watch them promote it and thought, okay, these are great ideas. This is what I'm going to do, you know, on on my scale, obviously not the same as them, but um, kind of the approach that I would take is being on podcasts, getting on podcasts, talking about my book is a lot about a child with pandas and how he struggles with the disorder, but then also middle grade life. And so I thought, yeah, I can talk about that. Um, but what they said is that that doesn't necessarily convert to getting the information to people that read. And so you really have to focus a little bit more about how do you find fiction readers as compared to nonfiction where people are looking for more information. They're not looking as much for a story where fiction readers are looking for a story. And so that was very eye-opening for me is kind of this difference between the two that, um, I think I've been taking a bit of the wrong approach. So now I'm focused on getting to readers, which I mean, sounds very obvious, but is not um, or was not to me. (laughs) So and then the last piece is kind of the putting the money where your mouth is. So there are tons of ideas to actually pay money for marketing your book. And the challenge with that is, for me, I self-published the book, so I've already paid money to publish the book. Um, And so then the idea of paying more money to market it is also a challenge. And speaking of Goodreads, there are a number of opportunities through Goodreads, like doing book giveaways that I've learned about through, like I said, the hashtag MWritingPodcast. Uh, So that's one opportunity, but again, it does cost money to run the giveaway through Goodreads and then also obviously the books that you're going to give away. And then another one is through BookBub. There is a way to target. Now, BookBub focuses on eBooks. So there's a way to kind of target your eBook to specific people through that platform. And then of course, there's, you know, Facebook and Instagram ads and there's so many places that you could put money into marketing and advertising the book. And um, I'm just really trying to find my way through there in terms of where is the best um, bang for your buck? You know, where is it actually going to get the book to the reader? Because the reality is it's not just about making money to me. That's not why I wrote a book. I wrote a book because I want people to read it. You know, I wrote a book because I want a child to read this book and feel seen or heard and and a parent as well. You know, I do a lot of reading with my kids and that's really who I was writing for is for somebody that wants to sit down and, and read a book with their child or their child 
is going to read the book and really feel like, yeah, this is how I feel. Like this right here, when this boy says this in the book, that's how I feel sometimes. And that was my motivation for writing it. And and so as much as, you know, I'm talking about marketing, it's kind of really just getting the book in the hands of the people that would benefit from it. And then the last piece is reaching out to educators and librarians. So what I didn't really appreciate as well is that um, that's not linear. You know, there are doesn't seem to be a very easy way to me in terms of um, advertising. I've done some stuff online in terms of submitting my book into different places and mailing my book to different libraries. And I've had some success locally, but it definitely is a challenge in terms of trying to get uptake by libraries. So one of the ways that I keep seeing is that if people are interested in the book, they should request it from their local library. And that really helps because then the librarian might actually order it. Um, because they know that there is a demand there. So that's one thing. Um, And then same with teachers. Uh, Certainly if teachers read the book and enjoy it, it helps the opportunity to actually get the book into the school library or potentially into classrooms, which is what I would absolutely love is that, um, you know, children could read this book through school and, you know, uh, be able to reflect on it. So haven't figured that out completely. Um, I did hear on the Making a Middle Grade podcast a little bit about from librarians. So I thought that was really interesting. It didn't really give you the clear path in terms of how to reach out to everybody, but um, it it definitely gave that perspective of, of what librarians consider when they're looking for books. So this is where my head's been at this week, just trying to figure out all of this stuff And like I said, not being surprised by the work that it takes to market your book and get it into the hands of readers, but being surprised about not really knowing the right approach and the right place to, you know, put put money perhaps into advertising or, you know, the right people to reach out to in order to help get the book to the readers. So pretty interesting stuff. And of course, I feel very grateful to even be at the point where I am trying to get the book out there. I'm just happy that it is is in that spot at this point. So one thing that one of my favorite podcasters, Jen Hatmaker, always does at the end is asks people uh, that she's interviewing, what is saving your life right now? So I thought I would kind of reflect on that myself uh, because I always love them. So one thing is Grace and Frankie. I just started this show on Netflix and I'm about a season in. I really only get to watch it when I'm working out in the gym, when I'm weightlifting. So um, it's been a really good one the past few weeks that's just put my mind on something else and somewhere outside this house where we're all kind of locked down right now. Um, And of course, the lovely flowers that we're starting to see since it's spring. I'm loving the colors. I planted a whole whack load of tulips and daffodils last year, and they're all starting to come out. And it's just made me so happy to see all of the colors that are popping up all over our yard. So that's been great. 
And I've been really getting into spinning again. My treadmill, there's a problem with the belt. It has like folded itself. Um, and so it is not working right now. And I really need to get it fixed. But I've been kind of too cheap and time's ticking. So I got to get on that. But instead, I've been spinning a lot and kind of enjoying those instructor instructors on Peloton um, while I'm spinning. So that's been... That's been something that's been kind of saving me and giving me some quiet, quiet times and some energy as well during this time. So I hope you have enjoyed this sort of update and also focusing on marketing a middle grade novel episode. And the last thing I should mention is that the podcast is now being placed onto YouTube. So if you do want to listen to the podcast, I am not doing full video interviews, but I am taking the audio and putting it up onto YouTube. So if that is something that you would want to listen through, you can search for the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast now on YouTube. And I will slowly be putting up the episodes and getting everything caught up. So looking forward to next week where we talk about mom connections. Have a great week. I wrote a book. I'd love for you to check it out. Pendulum by S.E. German is available now. Pendulum is a heartwarming story that follows a young boy who experiences mental health challenges like anxiety, OCD and depression, ADHD and tics following an infection. It turns out he has a little-known disorder called Pandas. The book follows the young boy as he struggles with his health issues as well as regular middle-grade issues, and it can act as a wonderful catalyst between you and your children to talk about mental health issues and other things that are going on in their life. Pendulum is available online through Amazon Worldwide, Barnes & Noble, the Friesen Press Bookstore, and a number of other online retailers worldwide. And you can check out Chapter 1, the audio version of Pendulum for free on the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast in Episode 64. I hope you enjoy Pendulum by S.E. German and let me know what you think. I'm excited to announce that in June of 2021, I'm going to be running my first 30-day challenge for everyone that signs up for my mailing list. As you may know, I'm giving out a 30-day self-care calendar when you sign up for my mailing list. And along with that, we can then do all of those 30 ideas that are only 10 minutes long throughout the month of June. Every day, join me as I'm doing IG lives and posting about it on my Instagram account and start building in the self-care to every day. So if you want to join me, please visit the link in the bio of my Instagram page. It's at Sarah, S-A-R-A-L-A-D-Y-G. L-U-T-E-N at Sarah Lady Gluten. Click on the link in my bio. And from there, at the bottom of that page, you can sign up for my mailing list. I tend to send emails every two weeks or so with just updates on the podcast and my writing and things that are going on. And you'll also then right away get a free 
30-day self-care calendar. Join me for Self-Care June. Thank you for listening to the Learning to Slay the Beast podcast. Please keep in mind this podcast is not intended to be medical or professional advice. If you are looking for that advice, please seek that out from a professional. If you'd like to hear more from me, you can visit my blog, www.theallergybeast.wordpress.com or follow me online at Sarah Lady Gluten on Instagram, S-A-R-A-L-A-D-Y-G-L-U-T-E-N or the Facebook page, Sarah-LadyGluten. If you do like the podcast, please consider subscribing so that you will get the podcast update every week and or reviewing the podcast on whatever platform you listen to. Thanks again and have a great week.